journey with us. Let's finally turn to the last part of the one, two, three show today, and that is time for a bit of trash talk. That's right, trash talk is back uh, this week with Marcy Trent Long, and she'll be speaking with the executive director of Green Hospitality, Lucia Lupasova, about this year's Green Conference, which is happening tomorrow. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. Well, it's been a tricky year for the hospitality industry in Hong Kong. Nevertheless, they're expected to gather in force at the next Green Conference from July 5th to July 8th, organized by the NGO Green Hospitality. From food technology to textile innovation to getting to net zero, stakeholders from the travel and tourism industry are coming together to share their sustainability goals and ideas on how to get there. Here to tell us more about the conference is Lucia Loposova, Executive Director of Green Hospitality. Welcome back to the show, Lucia. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, What a year for the hotel industry. So before we launch into the conference, maybe you can just give us some background on how the pandemic is going to feature into the conference. And I guess it's probably helped carbon reduction, right? Sure. Yeah, thanks for the question. And pandemic had a great impact on the hospitality industry, especially in Hong Kong. We've seen a lot of closures of restaurants, um, hotels have been sort of in the business through the quarantine orders, but definitely um, the F&B sector, the, the restaurant owners have been hard hit. And so a lot of uh, restaurants have closed their business or had to temporarily close and let go of stock. So that's going to be one of the big topics at the conference, the employment and empowerment. We see a lot of um, people not wanting to join the industry. There is a lot of worry that it's very hard and difficult to hire uh, new people for the F&B sector. You know, those previous workers or chefs might be switching careers. They want something more stable where they can actually um, be employed continuously without breaks. They're worried about the situation in Hong Kong. What if there is another outbreak? So that's going to be one of the big topics, how to attract talent, how to retain talent, how to take care of your talent as well to facilitate better conditions at work. We will touch upon things like mental health, too or safety and hygiene in a a hotel so that the staff can be empowered truly and and stay uh, within the industry. Well, I'm just going to touch on that on that hiring and uh, employment issue. So what what do you expect will be some of the strategies that people are taking in order to attract people back to the sector? Because I can well imagine that people would be a bit nervous now. Absolutely. So the industry has come together already in our roundtable. We had um, a think tank on employment and empowerment a few um, weeks ago, or months ago, and um, we talked about these issues and how this could be solved. We see some good examples. Some groups or some restaurants have been successful retaining staff. They didn't see um, such churn of their staff even during the pandemic. So it all boils down to leading a purposeful business, I, I believe. So that's what we kind of observed that those businesses that had a lot of integrity where, you know, the business owners really walk the talk, um, they have clear values around sustainability, retained more staff, and they were able to handle this quite difficult situation. However, that's not the case for everyone, and there is still some work to be done, so they have to really rethink their strategies. Uh, we talked about things like talking about good examples or their leadership, who 
the people we'll be working with, you know, how these people grown within the company to inspire the young generation as to uh, what is achievable and what kind of positive impact they can do through their job, because that's what the new generation is really looking for. That's really great. Well, the last time we spoke, it was for the first Green Conference, right? So how is the event and and your NGO, Green Hospitality, how has it changed or grown since then? Since 2019, that was when we held the first conference. Um, we were hit by pandemic as well. So our second iteration was purely online, virtually held, but very successful nevertheless. So that was great. But we had to shift a lot of our activities online. So it was a lot about um, interviews with industry leaders, innovators, still empowering the industry to learn what is going on, bringing some news, innovations that could help them. Uh, luckily, since last year, we were able to secure two projects with the government agencies here in Hong Kong. So we were, we were able to now integrate one project on stakeholder engagement. Um, the project on stakeholder engagement is the one that um, will culminate in this conference. So it was a series of events that we call think tanks. Uh, or industry roundtables where we brought the different thought leaders and really those who are very involved in the sustainability issues about around eight topics. And uh, now it's going to finish in this conference, which is going to be a little bit celebration, but also a little bit broader invitation to broader community to come and join forces with these thought leaders to do something about these key issues. And in parallel, there was also a hackathon, so our innovation event to also encourage the other part of population or those who are more creative uh, to come up with solutions, right? So what could be done about um, especially circular economy and, and waste management in hotels? And the second project um, that we currently run is um, a trial on waste management with the restaurants. We are working with 20 partners in the central Soho district, and we are integrating new waste management um, practice into their operations in preparation for the municipal solid waste charging scheme. So we will be you know, showing them how much they would pay if they were sending their current waste to landfill and then also teach them how to properly segregate their waste and what does it also mean financially, but also environmentally and finding solutions to minimize waste too. So not only to separate and recycle, but how can we decrease and be more creative with our waste. And what do you think will happen with the waste management pilot program there in Soho? Do you, do you think that the results of that will, will ricochet? I think those results, we're already seeing some uh, within our first month of a trial. So we were still in a preparation period. And due to the recent closures, we had to postpone a little bit the trial. But we started this month and we already see quite good results from some of the restaurants. We can see immediately, you know, 60, 70, even 90 percent recycling uh, rate. So that's fantastic, but it was zero before. So this is a big jump. And it's just a simple practice and enabling this recycling as well or the waste collection. So what we integrated into this project are assistance and we've really mapped the whole area where we are supporting our businesses as to where are these collection points, who does what, who they can approach, how can we set up, for instance, um, glass, pickup and other ways of recycling that are actually available, but a lot of businesses don't know about. And it's a little bit complicated to get it arranged. So we are trying to remove this barrier for them to be better set up for this. However, there are still barriers to recycling. So I guess the results, you will need to wait for them until end of our trial. But uh, we can already see some, um, some little problems and issues that would then hinder this um, program to continue beyond uh, just this project. 
because of the cost of recycling right now. So, and the concerns of transparency uh, of the recycling system in Hong Kong in general. So that's really interesting, isn't it? That it, in the end, still recycling in Hong Kong, at least in your industry and sector, is a cost uh, sector as opposed to a way to make money. Correct. It is in Hong Kong in general. It's more expensive to collect and recycle than to dispose of to the landfill. And even with the municipal solid waste charging scheme, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very different. It seems like it's going to be cheaper to pollute than to recycle. So we hope that as an outcome of our project, uh, we will be delivering some recommendations as well and some models, um, you know, financial models as to what is going on on the ground for the agency, the environmental agency to consider and to perhaps integrate in the policy when it becomes applicable. Oh, well, well, that sounds like it's really going to be good, good work, though. Well, in the conference, too, you have a whole section on um, textiles. That's the first that I've heard of that. Maybe you could give us a little clue about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were creating this content for the conference, we, we were uh, looking at different issues that are, that are happening. And there are some issues that are not being talked about much. So for instance, textile, but we know for a fact that the textile industry, you know, same as fashion industry have a massive impact on the environment. And so we started looking into that and we thought there's so much textile in a hotel, what happens with it? You know, it's a, it's a stream of ways that could be potentially recovered. We have some fantastic partners here in Hong Kong that are already working on innovation in textile. So why not to connect the dots and see what can we do there? And so we found some enthusiastic groups and individuals who are very keen to try a pilot and some hotels who have already tried doing something on their own. But I think we really need that collective force to, to do something about the textile. And as I said, um, hospitality industry has high quality textile. So I think it's more about thinking together about innovation, maybe changing the type of source of textile that are using so that it could be really recyclable and usable after it's finished its life within the hotel. So we're looking into that and I thought it was really interesting. And there seems to be a lot of traction and also the hospitality industry is quite curious about this particular topic. Yeah, well, I guess there's a big movement also on uh, just reuse, right? So I think 10, 20 years ago in Hong Kong, you just tore apart the hotel, threw out the sofa and, <laughs> and then moved on. But now it, it seems as though there's a big movement to find a find a new home for that sofa rather than just tossing it out. Yeah, exactly. So I think there are lots of opportunities and um, we are working with some partners from the fashion industry who have actually created these circular systems for merchandise. So from what we understand, it should be way easier for the hospitality industry with the amount of textile they actually have, like bed linens and, and so on. So I think it's more about the exploration journey and it's really like kicking off this project together or like bringing together the stakeholders so that have some volume for the pilot to really work out rather than working in silos as individual hotels, you know, or as individual institutes. Well, we, we can tell we're still in Hong Kong because of course the siren went by during the, <laughs> during the interview because trash talkers were still doing this on Zoom. We're not in the studio right now. So, so a nice little <laughs> siren in the background. So back to the pandemic again, really, you know, now the question is these, you feel like that the hospitality sector is pretty much just trying to stay afloat a little bit. And the question would be how much 
maneuverability they have uh, to also think about sustainability. I'm sure I would think that's going to come up on the in the conference as well. Yes, absolutely. Especially the restaurants, you know, um, they really have to now think about sustainability financially and how they can recover from, from this impact of all the rules that we had experienced here. Uh, for hotels, I guess, it really depends on a hotel. Uh, from what I hear from our stakeholders, they were not doing that bad, to be honest, especially if they had quarantine uh, facilities under their belt. So uh, we hear that some of them have been doing okay. Um, uh, but for the restaurants, definitely. And airlines, I'm not going to even mention. Obviously, that has been really uh, dramatic over there. However, we can still see those key players to strongly continue their sustainability journey. So um, I believe that a lot of their management had just invested right now in sustainability, regardless of uh, the situation, um, because a lot of the programs were underway. And so they just continued developing them. Not all of them were in, you know, implemented yet, but they were under development or they were in preparation. And a lot of the sustainability programs take a lot of time as well. So it requires research or, you know, collaborating, piloting solutions. So they still continued um, with this innovation in some of the companies, especially the bigger ones, the smaller ones, of course, that's more complicated. And absolutely the cost is one of the things that we hear and, and see a lot. You know, it's something that they're not ready, ready to spend on because there are other priorities right now. So that's potentially going to hinder, you know, implementation of some of these activities. Because obviously things, especially sustainability, I think it does cost money right now, just because it's quite resource heavy in terms of like human resource heavy. For a lot of things we don't have just like, you know, we cannot just press the button and, and figure it out. There has to be a lot of uh, human creativity involved um, and that is expensive in Hong Kong. And so that also means that some of the services are maybe unaffordable or, you know, they don't have a working business model right now, but perhaps once the pandemic is over and the, the industry is more recovered, I think there is much more potential for that. Well, we're looking forward to that day too, right? Okay. Well, how do trash talkers sign up for the conference if they're interested, listen in, find out more? Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we've got all of that on our website please do visit <laughs> greenhospitality.io and under our events and you will see a banner and you can go straight to the conference page. You can check the program, you can check the speakers and also sign up. All right. And also on social media, right? Absolutely. Yes. So you can follow us everywhere. <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. Green hospitality, right? Hong Kong. That's correct. Okay, Lucia. Well, thank you so much and best of luck in the conference. We're looking forward to some great results and great, great thought leaders and great thought processes. Thank you. Thank you so much and have a good day. Okay, you too. Ciao. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. 
Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. It's so lovely to hear her back on the airwaves. And that was Marcy Trent Long speaking with the Executive Director of Green Hospitality, Lucia Lopasova. And they were chatting about this year's Green Conference uh, event, which is happening tomorrow. If you'd like to revisit all the Trash Talk episodes, feel free to go to our Podcast One website on RTHK and you can revisit all the podcasts there as as well as all the ones for the 123 show from the previous year. Thank you.